This is a Federal News Network podcast. In the early days of the coronavirus pandemic, the Defense Department struggled to accommodate a massive surge in teleworkers, mainly because of network constraints. But DOD and the military services have made huge upgrades in the weeks ever since. Officials say some of the improvements are here to stay, even after the emergency is over. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Perhaps the biggest surge in teleworking capability comes via a service offering that didn't even exist at the beginning of the pandemic. It's called Commercial Virtual Remote. It is a DOD-only implementation of Microsoft Teams that gives employees access to chat, video conferencing, document and file sharing, and other collaboration tools from their homes. Dana Deasy is the Defense Department's Chief Information Officer. The CVR rollout to the force began on March 27th, and as of this morning, we have already activated over 900,000 user accounts and have active logins of 78,000 users this morning. At one point last week, we added over 250,000 accounts in a single day. This is the largest rollout ever implemented in this short amount of time. We are moving at incredible pace showing a significant amount of innovation. CVR is meant to be a temporary solution to help the department deal with an unprecedented volume of teleworkers, in part by moving some of their day-to-day work off of defense networks and onto commercial ones when they're working from home. The Pentagon plans to shut the service down once the emergency is over. Defense officials initially said they also plan to destroy all the data that users are now creating and storing in CVR, but DZ told reporters yesterday that's not necessarily the case. The somewhat novel way of delivering IT services to remote users has implications for other DOD IT policies and laws, like the Federal Records Act, that still need to be worked through. Even though we have stood this up an extraordinary amount of time, we've also had a lot of very healthy discussions regarding what does this mean from a cybersecurity implications, what does this mean to existing policies, and to your very point, what does this mean with the data that we've created? So first of all, the whole task force exists specifically to address how do we handle COVID-19 teleworking requirements? This was stood up specifically to allow people to collaborate in an unclassified manner, specifically for COVID-19. We recognize that a lot of data is being created. It's going on to an unclassified environment. I wouldn't say that we've concluded right now that we will, quote, destroy. We are looking at options on how do we take this data and preserve it and or port it into other collaboration environments going forward. That decision has not been taken. But I would also not pre-conclude that we've taken a decision the data will just be flat-out destroyed. Regardless of what happens with CVR, the department has made huge investments in other telework capabilities that are expected to outlast the current pandemic. To help address network bottlenecks, the Defense Information Systems Agency has boosted Internet connectivity at the Pentagon by 30 percent. The Air Force has boosted the number of users who can access its virtual private network from 10,000 to more than 100,000. It already has plans to raise that number to 400,000. Similarly, the Navy plans to boost its capacity for remote users from 100,000 to 500,000 within the next few weeks, and the Army has increased its network capacity for data and voice by 400 percent. We are creating a much more robust robust enhanced teleworking capability. We've obviously always had one, but what we've now done is we've just put a multiplier effect into the the quantity, the types of services, the collaboration tools, etc. So there will be some permanency to what we have here, specifically I think more on the network side and we will also have a create a base of teleworking equipment that we'll be able to in some cases 
reused for other purposes. DZ says in the Pentagon alone, 2,000 more laptops have already been purchased to let employees work remotely. In some areas, like U.S. Central Command, the department has also made inroads with pilot programs that also let more users access classified data from off-site. But clearly, not every user needs the same level of access. We break our teleworking kind of into three categories. Uh, a tier one would be those people who just need access to an email and a phone. Tier two would be those people who need access to email, a phone, and some form of collaboration. And then tier three would be those people who need a like experience as if they were sitting in their office doing their job versus they're now sitting at their home. So for each of those, we have different sorts of equipment, different sorts of networks and solutions that we're providing. But Lieutenant General B.J. Schwedo, the Joint Staff's Chief Information Officer, says the investments that are most likely to outlive the coronavirus pandemic are the ones the department has quickly made to its network infrastructure. What you'll find is to enable all of these capabilities, we had to do a lot of back-end work, and we're not just procuring uh, laptops and other devices. We also have to manipulate the individual combatant commands back-end. That doesn't go away, and this This is going to be a force multiplier for the future case of another pandemic, but it also gives us additional capabilities with any other worldwide crisis. And even though many of the improvements are the result of around-the-clock work by technology professionals in the government, many of them have come directly from industry. We found some of these uh, industry partners coming in so concerned about the current crisis, and they say, hey, you can have this IT for free. We're really, really concerned about where we're going. Uh, One capability that comes to mind uh, prevents a first responder from having any contact uh, with the individuals that they're doing. It's an iPhone capability that shoots uh, messages back and forth. You never leave your car. And uh, the folks in Gauss basically said you can have it. So there's been lots of different capabilities out there that uh, we may not have been aware of that's rapidly coming to the forefront, which is just a, a great opportunity to start going after these opportunities. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resources page at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.